Right. Welcome to the Rush Hour Fitness Podcast. This is episode number 27, I believe. Uh, I think it's 27. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 27. Yeah. You do too much of these, you get lost <laughs> in terms of the numbers. Uh, yeah, so today we're going to talk about just uh, the recap of the, the meet that we had. Uh, of course, Malcolm here coached me and two other individuals uh, for this meet. Uh, meet as in, for those of you listening, our powerlifting meet. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, let's, I guess, go through the process of how we prepared for it and just to share our experience and from your mindset from a coach and then me as a, a trainee yeah. and also a competitor. Yeah. Um, I know we talked about competing before, mm-hmm. uh, so it might be a little redundant in terms of like being in that mindset, uh, talking about mindset for competition, but now we have an experience to share, mm-hmm. I guess, with our audience. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you want to just, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, going up for the, you know, the meet, I think we uh, started about 12 weeks out from the meet, I believe it was. No, we started earlier. <coughs> yeah, maybe uh, earlier. We started 16 weeks out, but the first four weeks were more just, like, right, uh, right, right, building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Gaspar, Gaspar, another person I coached in as well, he um, he was 12 weeks. He was, a he was, little, he was like, right. always after you. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and Jeff too, same thing. Mm-hmm. So the the process, you know, we were coming off of another meet we did in March, and it was like a little bit of time in between. Um, we basically wanted to try and build as much muscle as we, muscle as we could um, in that little bit of time frame, which is a little hard. But for you, you could you could build some muscle being seen as you're a little younger, you know, so you can build some muscle within that four month range. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, it takes a little longer to see a huge significant change in muscle right, right. Um, so in that process we were trying to build some hypertrophy build a little bit of tolerance and maybe a little bit of endurance as far as like you know as far as like the load of, you know over time um, okay. and, and then as we get close to got close to the meet we obviously decreased the volume increased the intensity yeah um, in the middle of that I think it was about maybe three or four weeks out I think you got sick and then we had to like I'm still sick you still <laughs> I don't sick. know why you're still sick now yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're still sick, but uh, you got you got sick in that time, and the numbers we wanted to do. Well, even before that, the bench press was was a little shaky as far as like numbers and hitting the numbers how we how we wanted to do, and like just they weren't yeah. going as planned. Right. So uh, part of that had to do with like you know I think we went out with Paul one of the, one of the days one of the uh, uh, weekends one of the weekends yeah, we went yeah. out with Paul. Thanks, Paul. You ruined my lifts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You came back and you were still, I don't know, I can't say you were hungover, but you were, it was Saturday we went out, whatever. You were yeah, still yeah. like feeling the effects from, from it. Yeah. It was on Monday. Yeah. So, in that process, the bench press kind of like took a little bit of a backseat as far as like um, PRs go. Right. Um, so, in that process, we had to, I had to adjust the, the weights a little bit so you can still have a little bit of like edge when it came to bench press. Um, so it kind of kind of took a backseat. Then you got sick, and then we went to the deadlifts, and the deadlifts didn't go as well as we wanted to. Mm. So going to the, into the meet, maybe like six weeks out, um, I still knew that things would feel good because at the end of the day, when you go into a meet like that, there's only one rep. You know, you're only spending uh, about two seconds of energy. You know, when you're yeah, yeah. going through the actual lift. Mm-hmm. You know, so mentally you can get you can push through that even if you did fail a number less than than you what you really can do you can still probably push through with a deload and some a high amount of calories the day before right it'll help 
Um, so I had didn't have too much worry because you know I've seen it before. I think with you is a lot easier because you know you can mentally kind of like put yourself in there and say it's with one. You know, so it's a lot easier. Yeah. For you, you know, say I've noticed that with you where you can just you can kind of like you know just mentally zone in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have too much worry when it came to those those movements. The squat I knew the squat I knew it was going to be um, you know four hundred or above. You know, regardless of what the numbers you hit in the gym, even though we did, uh, we did 385 and 395 in that in the process, um, I still knew that even with that amount of time to to rest, it was still enough to hit PRs on those two movements. Okay. Um, so the bench press, like I said, took a back seat to it, but it still gave you gave you a good cushion, a respectable number in the meet to where you're able to like sustain, you know, a good a good lead. Yeah. You know. Quick question for you. Uh, I guess this is for the audience as well, uh, since we're talking about powerlifting. Yeah. Do you think that powerlifters need hypertrophy? I know we did like a short hypertrophy phase. Mm-hmm. Just from your perspective, from coaching people yeah. to powerlift? Yeah, yeah. Um, not, not all of them. Okay. Not all of them. Uh, depends. If you're a well seasoned powerlifter, if you've been powerlifting for, I would say, 10 if you've been doing that this that style of training for 10 to 15 years yeah uh you won't really need it because it's not really going to benefit you anymore you're not if you're in your 30s or mid 30s and uh, you're still competitively powerlifting yeah um you can't really you're not really going to put on that much muscle in that time the younger you are the more building you you can still build on top of your frame yeah yeah. you can the more muscle you build then you're going to be able to eventually use that same muscle you built to turn into you know strength and um and in one power movement, um, but the older you get, the l- the more time you need to build muscle. And we don't most of the time people don't have that much time to build muscle. You can't take a year of just hypertrophy. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you can go. You gotta do some strength, I guess. You gotta lose that base, right? So you lose some strength, and you're already most likely you're already really strong anyway. So there's no really real reason to, to waste time on hypertrophy where you can still gain a lot of strength just from different variations of. Of lifting, you know, right. and of course, uh, for those who are listening, who are interested in powerlifting, but they also people who are like <coughs> kind of want a hybrid, right? They want to be a little bit of strong. Over. They want to be looking good as well with the muscle definition. So yeah. you're still gonna get that from powerlifting, but I guess depending on who you're being coached by, some coach only does squat, bench, deadlift. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard for you to actually build that muscle yeah. and target each muscle group separately and isolate it. Yeah. But I know, I guess, for you, you do add some accessory movements. Yeah, some of them. For the powerlifters, so they, they do, they can still eventually build some decent amount of muscle yeah. after, they're, when they're prepping for the meet. Yeah, mainly mainly for weaknesses. Right. Um, I throw some stuff in there for people who just, you know, want to, you know, just want to build some muscle overall to an entire frame. Right. But most of the time it's for weaknesses. If you have weaknesses in certain areas of your body, you're going to obviously do accessories on that more than bicep curls. You know, right. so it's it's just this this mainly how I approach it. Um, but the more seasoned you are in powerlifting, the less hypertrophy you need to do, because okay. you're just you're you're not really going like hypertrophy. The older you get, it takes longer to do. The younger yeah. you are, the faster it'll happen. Right. So there's no reason to take, you know, eight, six, you know, six, eight, you know, twelve weeks to build hypertrophy when right. you can still build a lot of strength in that time. 
you know, you're almost at your peak of strength right. when you're there, but your the muscle building is not going to be as efficient. Your body's not going to work as efficiently yeah, yeah. as it was when you were 23. Right, because your testosterone is not be as high, right? Yeah, it's, just a, it's a little lower, so it's not going to be. It's not going to. It's not going to work. Work the same. Yeah. So building building muscle, the more seasoned you are, I feel like it's a little redundant. Um, so I use. So I usually wouldn't program 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 that in for people who are a little older. Okay. Um, the. Uh, the older the older lifters they're they're strong already and they're already they have opportunity to get get stronger and just stick to what stick to what their body's good at for right yeah. now you know yeah but I think uh, it's definitely necessary to have accessory or yeah. like to isolate certain muscle groups because that's when you start having uh, issues in your technique mm-hmm. like let's say you have a pelvic shift or your bench press is a little crooked or your deadlift mm-hmm. your hip shift yeah I think having accessory in that case, is necessary in sure, order to yeah. prevent yourself from actually getting injured. Yeah, because yeah. you just could build a habit out of it, and you lift, get so strong. Where, yeah. we I guess we talked about this before. Whether you make the decision to <coughs> continue lifting with that type of form, or you take a step back and actually uh, start doing accessories to okay. fix that issue. Yeah, accessories are still fine, but the amount of reps you do is where I feel like you should kind of like pause and stop there you know mm-hmm. you can still do the you know the uh, so for example if your back is weak your upper back is weak if you need to do work more lats you don't need to do um you know three different exercises of the that movement you can just stick to one that pr- targets the area yeah so you know when i first programmed some some lifters i would have them do three different hypertrophy back exercises within within that day yeah which um, is necessary for people who need who need that who have don't have a strong back who need right, that right. girth or width in their, right, in, their, right. in their back you know. Right. Um, whereas if you do, if you're seasoned, you don't really need that much volume over volume with all the all those accessories. Yeah, you know you'll be fine. You know you can be fine doing a regular some kind of vertical pull or horizontal pull. You know just to yeah. work on this the the weaknesses. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, um, just to go back, I guess. Just to talk about like how everything went as me as a competitor, and also being as a trainee and, and going through the competition. Um, what I learned is definitely um, how you perform in the gym is gonna reflect on how you <coughs> live during the day of. But also, um, that might might not be the case for a lot of people. Like like for me, I didn't expect myself to. I guess the deadlift was really what surprised me. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. being able to deadlift five hundred pound. Yeah. Um, in the gym, I was freaking struggling with 455 <laughs> for a single. Yeah. Um, so that's what really surprised me. And I guess it put into perspective that, you know, even if you mess up during your training program, for those of you listening, mm-hmm. um, for people who mess up during their training program or, like, you're trying to lose weight and you mess up or you're trying to, um, you know, be on this diet and then you mess up, mm-hmm. it's okay and it's... It in the long run you you can still achieve your goal yeah as long as you take proper steps yeah in terms of getting back on track yeah there's still room for improvement yeah everything not everything is like all done you know you can still you know gain some some kind of like weight loss or some kind of strength gain you know there's not everything is like uh, all to shit now you know I mean there's still there's still there's still time right you know there's if you fail, if you fail on some lifts on week three weeks out, there's still the other two weeks you can still make up on. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's there's there's time. 
Yeah. So that's what I wanted to, I guess, highlight for people who are listening. Yeah. Uh, just like, don't give up on, on uh, what you're doing right now. You know, some workouts gonna be like shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, uh, like, um, what are the, what's the motto for the Philadelphia Sixers? What's the thing? Trust the process. <laughs> trust the process. So the, trust yeah. the process. Yeah, yeah, I mean, as long as you're following some type of structure in your program, you know, some days you might not get the numbers you want. Yeah. You know, and, and it's part of it. But then you also have to look back and say, why didn't I get those numbers I wanted? Did I sleep enough? Mm-hmm. You know, take a look at what you're doing outside of the gym. And then make those adjustments, and then from there on, you go learn, and you go. You're not gonna make the same mistakes, right? When you're training, yeah. That way, you don't, you don't miss as many lifts as you think you would mm-hmm. um, during your training sessions before you actually compete. Yeah, I was wondering, did you feel like you had um, more in you when you did that lift? Because from the from the vision of it, it looked like it was really hard. And then it looked like it was easy, and then it looked hard at the top. It was um, interesting to watch, because I think I had more if I if I knew I touched this weight before in the gym. Yeah, yeah. Because like going up there is like I never touched this weight before, so like the initial tug on that bar, I was like, oh shit, man, this fuck, am I gonna get this up? And then and I was like, all right, it's moving, it's moving, stick with it, stick with it, and, and I just got it up. So yeah, yeah. I think if I was in the gym. And I actually lifted heavier weights, and we got like that four fifty five or three plus. Yeah. Or and then we worked up to maybe four seventy five, forty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, two weeks out before the meet, then, then I think I would have had more. Yeah. 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 Given yeah. the fact that I knew I did, the volume that equates to more, uh, in terms of that one rep max. Yeah. How did it feel using the uh, the salt for the first time? Oh, that was the game changer. I think. <laughs> I mean, it just it wasn't like insane to a point where like yeah. I felt like I could lift six hundred pounds, but. Yeah. I uh, just helped the breathing a little better. Yeah. And it just, like, woke me up, got me into the, the zone. It's the zone, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, actually, if I didn't take salt, the smell of salt, I don't know if I would have lifted <laughs> the 500 pound. It yeah. would have been more of a grinder, I think. Yeah. It wouldn't have been as smooth, but, like, once I took the salt, it really just got me in the zone and focused. Yeah. It's good. It's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. It's like a fight or flight kind of thing, you know. You yeah, because I never took it before. That was the first time taking it. Only for the deadlifts, though. Yeah, only for deadlifts. Everything else takes a little too, too long to set up. Yeah. You know, I use it for squat one time. Squat one time, okay. Yeah, I use it before for squatting, and I had someone, I had Gaspar stick his arm underneath my yeah, yeah. arms to yeah, sniff it. Yeah. I didn't want to sniff it and put my arms on the bar and get yeah, under. I just wanted to be yeah. able to sniff it, go into the bar, and then do it. Yeah. You know, um, the salt works. For sure, it definitely works. I mean, it may. It's not the most healthy thing out there if you do it all the time. Yeah. Um, but it definitely works. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's probably the only time we do it. Until <laughs> the next competition, I guess. Yeah, until the next one, if you decide to do another one, that's, that's probably the only time you should ever use it. There's yeah. also other ways to do it to make it a little safer. Yeah. You know, do but, they allow that in USAPO? Yeah. Oh, they do? Yeah, the lifters, all the world record holders, they, they do that yeah, all the time. Use, you can use them when you saw That's fine. Yeah, you know? Okay. It doesn't... It, 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 it helps you... Um, but it doesn't make that much of a difference, you know, in terms of like like steroids or like uh, using a slingshot or a suit. You know, you yeah, know, it just helps you. Okay. You know, it does, adds another aspect to the of the of the sport that's been part of the sport for so many years. Yeah. That it's just like it's not really going going anywhere. You know? Right. You know? Okay. But yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was a good meet. Um, we definitely do more in the future. So I'll work with Malcolm probably in the future. Yeah. Um, but right now we have other plans. Uh, definitely want to focus on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And give you guys more value information. More content. Yeah, more content. That's what it is. Content is, is king. <laughs> and context. <laughs> Gotta make sure it's good content. 
Uh, but what's your overall thought in terms of the meet, like how it went? I guess I, not just for me, but uh, everyone else. Yeah, so uh, it obviously didn't go as, as planned. So the meet we were supposed to lift at 3, we ended up lifting in the morning. That's one thing that changed. Yeah, that's true. That, last that minute. I woke up last minute. Yeah, I had to wake up. So <laughs> with the meet, we, Terry was supposed to lift at 3 p.m., ended up lifting at 8 or 9 a.m., which, yeah, yeah. I don't know when they told everybody it was supposed to happen in the morning or change. Yeah. I mean, apparently, uh, a friend of ours who was there said, "Oh, people need to read the thing or the on- online." And I'm like, I don't see how. Like, there's right. no, there's nothing, no mass email and big letters that told everybody. People just had to find out on their own. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of sucky. So I had to call you and Gaspar and and the other, and the other guys you have to uh, get there on time. Um, so that was. That overall kind of disappointed me because that federation doesn't really isn't really organized. It happened on the last one in March, where you got there at one at that time, and then it was a little different. Yeah, yeah. You know. So. I mean, at least I get to warm up on this one. The other one I didn't even warm up. They on. didn't warm up at all. It was like two twenty five, three fifty. Yeah. So at least I got to warm up, but I was definitely in a rush. Uh, I guess I don't know if you're gonna lift in the powerlifting federation. RPS is nice, but it's it's just. Not as organized. Not as organized. Like it to be. Unfortunately, it's not as organized. Unfortunately, it doesn't. It doesn't live up to the expectation of like, of being professional. Right. Um. Unlike USAPO, where it's a little more professional, a little yeah. has more credibility when it comes to that. Yeah. Um. But people think it's more fun mm-hmm. because of the, because there's the atmosphere. I guess the music and the fact that the plates are green and everything. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's, I guess it's just more fun that way. Yeah. Um. But other than that, you know, I don't. I don't think that um, you should do another one as far as when it comes to RPS. Oh, yeah, yeah. USAPO. Uh, yeah, I think next one, next step is yeah. eventually in the future, USAPO yeah. or USPA. Yeah, that one's a little bit more, uh, gotta be a little more prepared for that one though as well. Well, of course, yeah. Uh, probably take a longer time than stuff, 12 weeks. Probably take like six that, months. That and plus the plates are different. Right, um, plates are different. Cali- so, calibrated yeah. plates. Yeah. For, those of you, for people who don't know what that is, the plates, those plates don't bounce. Right. So you drop them and they just stick to the floor. Yeah. So it's harder to pull. Yeah. So that's something to be ready for. But other than that, I mean, it's just more more professional. You'll know. Right. And there's a lot. The competition is higher. A lot, so a lot, higher, a lot sure. more people there. Yeah. Um. So I guess that would be a, the challenge as well. So. Yeah. Not to say that the people you went against weren't competition. It just it's more competitors. The more people. You right. Win, more competitors, yeah, of course. Yeah, so this, yeah. the opportunity of you winning decreases, yeah. right? Yeah. Decreases for yeah. sure. Yeah. So going into it, we had to, so it has a little bit more preparation for that one. Yeah, but I think that's that's gonna be a challenge, and I think we're ready to take it yeah. when <coughs> when that time comes. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah. All right, so that was to conclude this podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we just did a quick recap of the meet, of the powerlifting meet. Um, so the topic today wasn't really specific towards a, a fitness, I guess, um, topic or issue that people may have, but hope you guys learned something in terms of just having the right mindset when you're doing your own type of training or when you're you know messing up on your diets whatever it may be um you hit a roadblock you know don't give up and just keep pushing yourself you know until you till you reach your goals and it's definitely possible even if you have those roadblocks yeah for sure don't worry about roadblocks it's there's still there's still room for improvement yep all right so if you guys have um any comments or questions please send us a dm uh give us a rating as well thank you for listening and remember, we'll be uh, putting out clips as well of these podcasts so you get to see some small segments on the Rush Hour Dot Fitness underscore podcast Instagram page. All right, we'll see you guys in the next one.